Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Option Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is on sabbatical, I'll call it. She's working. She's working hard. Uh, today, we're going to have a great show with Pam Osley, a favorite guest. And we're going to talk about the quantum field and the matrix, but not that kind of matrix. Well, maybe really that kind of matrix, uh, but in a different way of languaging and how we can use it to make change for ourselves. And it's, uh, it's going to be a great conversation. But I have a couple of announcements. One of them is this great thing that happened uh, with uh, Dwayne Lee Johnson, a school pesticide applicator with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as a result of repeated exposures to Roundup and Rodeo, which is a different form of the glyphosate in Roundup, Wins won his lawsuit against Monsanto. The jury awarded Johnson $289 million because he has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and his doctors say he might live you know, somewhere around two or more years. So it's not like he's you know, getting to party, but he's gotten a statement to be made about Monsanto's Roundup even though they now are a different company. But they're still Monsanto, and it's still Roundup. So that's quite exciting. I'm actually going to do a show uh, soon with Zen Honeycutt, who was actually at the trial, and talk about that experience of not only being at the trial and seeing how Monsanto tried to dance around the issues. So that's very exciting. And then the other announcement has to do with the wildfires that are happening in California. Um, just north of me, about 90 miles north of me, there's one that's just upwards of, I think, now 300,000 acres called the Mendocino Complex Fire. And then there's a fire northeast, about 150 miles in the town of Redding, where I think that area has lost almost 1,000 homes and is another 190,000 acres. I'm not quite sure of the numbers because they keep changing. And that fire is more under control. It's been going longer uh, the fire in Mendocino is some of it's running wild because it's in forest, just wild forest, but they're trying to protect the towns and the little bergs that are up in that area. So I don't know the current status of that. But there is this amazing uh, web page, actually, that Sherry sent me, that has satellite imagery and you can actually see, I'll post this on the site, you can actually see the cloud bank that is now moving across the United States. And there are levels of smoke being traced back from these fires in California. There's one shot of California. We can see four fires. We have, I think, now 17 fires in California, but the biggest ones are north of me. And you can see the smoke going across the United States, which is amazing. And that led me to realize that today's sponsor needs to be the Sound Health Portal, uh, Sherry's wonderful project where now you can do the vocal profiling online. And you can go, I'll post this in the show notes, but you can go to soundhealthportal.com slash breathing and do a free vocal profile to get a report back on breathing and how your lungs are and what's happening. And I, I'm thinking oxygenation and just everything. So that's available and free. And I'll put that both in, the, I'll put that in chat. And if I can afterwards, I'll put it in the show notes. Because just, you know, everybody, I know we're a nationwide audience, 
So I just think it's a powerful thing to be able to have access to this, to be able to get information, to be doing things that you can benefit yourself. Because this smoke is bad. I mean, north of me, well, between those two fires, between the Reading Area fire and the Mendo Complex fire, I know that more than a million gallons of retardant have been dumped. And we need to stop the fire. But the retardant is not good. And now it's across the United States. So I cannot recommend highly enough going to soundhealthportal.com slash breathing and test your bronchioles, test your lungs. It's free. You'll get a report. It's not hard once you once you kind of figure it out. It's, it's good. It's better if you have a microphone you can use. And you can get a small Samsung for under $30 that you can use on your desktop and record your voice, submit it, and you'll get a report back. I highly recommend that. And now, to, to speaking with Pam about quantum fields, where we can choose different possibilities, Pamela Osley is an author, consultant, professional psychic intuitive, and an aura expert with an international clientele. Pam has written four successful books, Life Colors, Love Colors, Make Your Dreams Come True, and the most recent, Infinite You. Pam has spoken at TEDx Talks, the International Forum of New Science, Fortune 500 companies, and many seminars for professionals in the psychology, education, health fields, and more. She was awarded the Holistic Transformational Leader of the Year Award in 2014 by the Global Association of Holistic Psychotherapy and Coaching. Pam is the founder of Aura Colors, a site designed to help you create love, joy, and fulfillment in every area of your life. She also developed Love Colors. This site is designed to help you find love and friendships by matching you with people who have compatible Aura Colors. Pam joins us today to talk with us about conscious creating, infinite choices and realities. We can create or choose any of them when we connect with a quantum field. Welcome, Pam. Hi, Richard. Nice to connect with you again. <laughs> always good to connect. I know we're always connected, but that's a, that's, we'll talk about that more <laughs> at the end of the show. So I want to start out with a, with a bigger question, and then, we'll ex- then you'll explain. Then we get to talk about the explanation of all this. But I want to ask you about the now. You know, talk to us about this now that we're having together now with the fires and the volcanoes and some small earthquakes and dramatic weather events and general moods and attitudes and chaos and madness. That's my word. Um, so talk to, about, talk to us about this now and what your feel of the quantum field is. What's up? Okay, well, great question. That's a big question. That's not a little question, Richard. So, <laughs> Sorry. first of all, I'm going to say that everybody, everyone is having a different now. And we might connect, overlap, connect on some level that we have similar experiences, but there's not anyone that's having the exact same now as another person. And basically what that says is we're actually creating our own experiences i believe we're creating our own reality but if some people can't go that far then we'll say we're each creating our own perspective our own experiences now my perspective of what's happening and a lot of other people have said the same thing this is all part of the shift we're in um 
you know, giving birth looks pretty ugly too, but then when the baby comes through, it's like, wow. So basically, I think we're having birth pangs right now. A lot of us, well, most people on the planet want to be happy. They want to be fulfilled. A lot of us have been asking for higher consciousness to show up, to have, I don't want to sound hokey, but heaven on earth, bring that higher consciousness through at this level so we can live consciously. And I think that we're shaking ourselves up on one level. On a second level, I feel like what's happening out there right now, for each individual, if they look at their lives right now, each person looks at his or her life right now, what they see in their world, in their outer perspective, in their outer environment, in their inner environment is an actual reflection of what's going on inside. So when we see off balance out there, that to me shows that I have an off balance within me. If we see anger out there, I think the fires to me are a reflection of all that anger, the chaos, the shift, the change. Um, You and I spoke before we got on the air, and I have heard that nature does, you know, do fires and floods to clean itself, to purge itself, to start over, to renew itself. So we can look at it from either perspective, either it's chaos, it's destructive, oh my gosh, it's drama, what's happening? And I'm not exactly liking these fires either. You and I are both in California. Or we can look at it as, ah, this is part of the change, the shift, the renewal, the wake-up call, pay better attention to how we're treating our bodies, how we're treating life, how we're treating our consciousness, what we're aware of, and learn how to consciously create. And that's just an overall answer to what you just asked. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss in, we talked about this backstage, but I want to mention this. Ron Kauk, who's the author of the book Spirit of the Rock, who spent 40 years of his life climbing, documenting, photographing Yosemite, a national park here in California. And the Ferguson Fire, which is just north of Yosemite, had actually closed. I don't think it's quite open yet. Yosemite was closed for maybe the past 10 days, something like that. And it's a huge park. It's a huge destination for people to go because it's a spectacularly beautiful park. And I heard Ron interviewed on a radio show, and he was saying fires are demonstrating how we were out of balance. So he's coming from a position of looking at it from a nature, natural kind of thing. And, he, cause, and that's what we were talking about backstage, is that for he was also talking about how the fires in nature have a function that they really do, you know, they clean out the forest so that the forest can start anew and the old growth can, some of the old growth can go away and new, new things occur. So, and that goes to me exactly what you're saying. Like we're in a, it feels almost like we're in that point in the chaos theory when as chaos occurs before change, there's that part where it turns, I can't use any of those words, ugly. (laughs) <laughs> I had other words, but I realized I can't say any of those. Um, you know, it gets really ugly for a while, and things are flying around, and, you know, wow. And then at some point, uh, the stuff falls aside, and then it comes back together. And that sure feels like mm-hmm. what's happening is that we're just in this ama- – and as, and I am – I sometimes get lost in my own crankiness about the environment and what's happening because that's my focus. But I can back up and realize 
that's my view. There are people who don't have that view or don't have the same passion for that. We all have a different context. And that's amazing how that can change. As you say, that's what I love about your work is, is we're all moving kind of a direction and we all think we might be going to some place, but my context is way different than yours or everybody else who's listening. So how do we – no, no, I don't want to get there yet. I almost, I almost moved in that direction, but I want to ask you a different question first. I want to do a little setup here. I've heard you say matter is virtual particles. What, what does that mean in your mind? What is that picture? And what is that picture? <clears throat> well, basically, <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to go there yet, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. There's no such thing as matter in the quantum. Now, now, um, okay, so let's, let's back up and do this. You know, they used to believe the earth is flat, and some people still believe that. And then when we discovered that the world was around, it gave us more freedom. It's like, wow, we can go different places. They used to think earth was the only planet, and then they discovered other, you know, there's space and stars and planets, and wow, that expands us. We can go to other places now. Anytime we expand our consciousness, it ultimately gives us more freedom. We've been operating out of Newtonian physics for centuries, and it's very mechanistic. It's very limited. It's very basic. We think that we're these little biological machines, and matter is real, and matter limits us. And yet, if you look at what quantum physics is saying, I know a lot of people glaze over when they hear the word quantum physics. It sounds really big, but basically... It's a new understanding. Well, it's not that new. It's 100 years old plus, and we're just now starting to grasp what it was saying. Quantum physics is basically saying it's all energy and that at the, at the basis of quantum physics, at the basis of everything is consciousness. And so basically we are creating from the nothing into the something we bring it from the field of all that is, the field of the invisible, the field of energy, the field of the quantum field. With our thoughts, thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. Um, we, have, we have creative power. We, have, we are creative beings. So with our thoughts, our imagination, our visions, and our focus, we bring things from the unseen out into the seen. We bring them into quote-unquote physical matter. But quantum physics is saying there's really nothing solid about matter. It's all energy. It's all just waves of information that blink into existence and it goes away, and they blink into existence, then it goes away. Particles. So that's actually, if you look, oh, God, I've got my book, um, Infinite You, I quote a lot of things, a lot of NASA, and I quote science of what they're saying about what matter really is, the definition of matter now. It's virtual particles blinking in and out of existence. And once we really get that and that we see that our thoughts and our beliefs are actually not just creating our experience but literally creating our bodies, moment to moment, breath to breath, creating our extensive or extension, our environment, once we really get that, oh my gosh, Richard, the things I've been experiencing over the past few years, like it's, it seems like magic. It just seems like magic. I can have a thought and put energy into it. I can imagine it. Oh, I'll give you an example, unless you don't want me to go there yet. 
Okay, no, please go there. Now, Richard. Okay, good. No, no. Um, so go. I'm, I love going to the Hawaiian Islands. Hawaii is my second home. I just love it over there. I don't have a home there anymore. I did. I don't have it there anymore. I shifted my. Anyway, I had a desire to go to Maui. I just like, oh, I really want to go to Maui. And I went, yeah, but, you know, I just bought a home. It's kind of expensive to go to Maui. When am I going to blah, 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 blah. And I went, well, that's okay. I started listening to Hawaiian music in the morning. I bought this program where I can watch Hawaii virtual, I mean, um, moving, I bought a moving picture and I was watching that every day. I did it. I, I did a phone reading for a brand new client up in San Francisco, a doctor. The next day he called me up and he said, I really love that, that reading. I have a condo in Maui. Would you like to go stay there? Uh, I think I would. Thank you very much. (laughs) I didn't have to effort (laughs) at it. I just created it with my consciousness. And that is happening more and more and more. When you start seeing that you're the creator of your experiences, it takes away the fear. It sets you free. Now, do I always do it? No. Do I get caught back in the old paradigm, the old belief system that there's something outside of me and I don't have any control over it and I have to struggle with it? And I'm so bored with that one, Richard. I'm so bored with that. It's like, it's just no fun anymore. I have fun with the ones that I create with my consciousness intentionally. So when we start getting into what the field is and how you do this, I can, you know, we can use examples of how profound we can really do this. And when people really get the quantum physics at the core level of quantum physics, if you listen to what Max Planck is saying and Heisenberg and Schrodinger, they're all saying the same thing. At the at the basic foundation of quantum physics, it's consciousness. And when we start doing that consciously, when we start creating our lives consciously. It changes everything. Now with the fires and in Santa Barbara here, the deadly mudslides, all the stuff that's going on, to me, that signals to me there's a major shift going on with me, that some of the old is burning away, some of the old is washing away, that I'm wanting a new life to occur. Um, I've had experiences of shifting the weather. I've had experiences of, of putting fires out with my consciousness because well, we'll get into that. But parallel universes and infinite consciousness, it's amazing how much more powerful we are to create our experiences than we realize. And then there's the other side of us, Richard, where it's like sometimes I go, oh, I'm having this experience today. Well, I could shift it. Yeah, but I kind of don't want to. I think I'll just go for it and see how this feels. But I don't like how it feels. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay. Now that I know I can create anything, Sometimes I have those days where I just want to sit and watch a movie and cry. Oh, that's all sad. I don't like crying. Well, yeah, but you know what? Enjoy it. So sometimes I go back into the old, everything's separate just for the fun of it so I can experience it. And sometimes I forget who I am and I go back into the old and then I go, oh, man, you know that you create this. What are you doing? And I focus and I start shifting it. And I'm amazed at how often things shift. So, boy, you just didn't get me to stop talking right now, did you? (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) I get all excited about this because it's so amazing to me that science physics is actually telling us we create reality and we're not we're not doing it and I think that we're turning up the volume and making it more and more vital that we get it because boy I'll tell you sorry for this pun in California but the heat's turned up the heat is Mm. definitely turned up and if we focus on me if we focus on a beautiful green earth that's in balance that's what we're going to help create if we focus on 
the destruction and the imbalance and how people are destroying the ozone and the environment, then we're going to add to that, Richard. So it's, you know, if people want to fight it, that's cool. That's part of their experience. If they want to rage against it, that's fine. Oh, did you hear me say the rage? And then we've got raging fires out there. I think the energy of anger and rage actually creates the reflection of anger and rage out in our world. So I do my best to come back into balance and not add to that anger energy. Yeah, I don't think I see uh, groups, and because I run produced shows for other people, I also hear people that are want to resist. Uh, they want to protest. They want to, mm-hmm. you know, there's some conjugation of you know or a word around anger or expressing something that I don't see. Mm, Feudal is not quite the word I want, but I'm much more fan of persist. You know, I, I really mm-hmm. like the idea of being persistent and being a willing agent of change and to having a vision of moving someplace. I mean, I can get ranty about the environment and I can get pissed off about, you know, Chevron or, you know, boy, I can jump on that bandwagon. But I try, I then afterwards, I'll go and go back to a place that I have in my mind that's a place in Big Sur. I mean, I always, I always have that as my go back to that brings me into a state of, you know, oh, I remember this. This is beautiful and, you know, spectacular. And I think that's really powerful to be persistent. But I think rage against the machine is exactly that. It's just rage. And I almost talked about the administration, but I won't. Uh, You know, I just don't think anger (laughs) does anything in the sense of it just fuels the fire. I hate to use the fire word, but it really seems true. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. It well, you know what? <laughs> I, I realize that the emotion of anger serves a purpose and that it can give it, it can bring a power. It's how we direct it. So I don't want to say to anyone that what you believe in, what you're doing, what you're what's happening with you is wrong or right. We're all just having different experiences. So when I on days that I do get angry, which is very rare, anger, I don't know, I just I'm not a anger's not a thing for me. But if I do get angry, I tend to use that energy with power to create something productive so my belief is whatever you put your energy into increases and that's actually quantum physics wherever you put your energy it increases so if you rage against something you're going to build energy in that about that situation that circumstance if you take that anger or frustration or an anger usually stems from love by the way disappointed love so if you're loving the environment rather than going and, and putting the energy against somebody, because I don't like the them against us thing, that's just, that feels futile to me. And that feels divisive. And then I, I create a split in me. I use that power to put it towards something, that energy I've channeled it into something that I want to create that's positive. So, and, and I don't think emotions are wrong. It's just how we use them because Emotions are energy in motion. So um, I understand people resisting or getting angry. It's just I'm going to, for me, for me, I use that energy to channel it into something productive, into something that creates what I want, not rage against what I don't want. Yeah. Raging against don't want seems like, you know, we've got this energy. We're moving a quantum field. I mean, we really... Okay, I'm going to say it. We live in a matrix. It's it's the thing. Not that kind of not I'm not wearing the trick sunglasses, but I know we live in the matrix. 
and that there is that potential. So it seems like if you're going to spend time in the matrix, why push anger into it? Because what do you think you're going to get back? I mean, they, the matrix will reflect us. So let's... That's it. Put that That's in it. there. Whatever you put out comes back to you. Yeah. That's actually yeah. the original version of karma. Whatever you put out comes back to you. You put anger out, you'll get anger. You put love out, you put you get love back. You put joy out, you get joy back. You put trust, you get trust back. I mean, that's how I'm seeing it. That the world that we're living in, the, the matrix as you're putting it, really does whatever you put into it comes back to you. That's the bottom line. Um, if you, if somebody out there is struggling for abundance, they want more prosperity, um, they're feeding, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, and that's what they keep seeing. They keep feeding, they keep feeding the thought of lack, they're going to get lack back. People that go, I really want love and I'm so lonely, they're putting lack of love and loneliness into the field or the matrix, whatever you want to call it, and then that's what manifests. That's what comes up. And this is quantum physics. This is not California woo-woo, you know, whatever it is. This is not. This is, I mean, that's why I study quantum physics. It's amazing the power of consciousness and how it creates. And that's my purpose. That's my goal, Richard, is to First of all, get me to fully wake up. I have episodes. I have experiences. I have the awareness of it. I don't live it all the time. But my goal now is to get it while I'm living it all the time so I can demonstrate that. And watch this. My thought has always been, and then I want to show other people. I want to teach them. Well, I've taken a sabbatical, too. I've stepped back from my radio show, my workshops. Uh, social media, I've stepped back because I have been focused on going deeper, on really activating this, on really getting it, on spending more time aware and not so busy all the time. Uh, And then what I know is once I get that, once I'm living that, the people, unless I choose differently, the people in my realm then are also going to be there. I don't have to create being in a, in a, a parallel universe or a matrix or whatever you want to call it, I don't have to create that people don't get it. As long as I'm divided and, and arguing against myself, like, yes, I know it. No, I don't. Yes, I get it. No, I don't. I'm going to see that divisiveness out in the world. People going new consciousness, old consciousness, new consciousness, old consciousness. So once I heal that and center it and really get who I am and really elevate that and really uh, live that, I feel like, my, and it does, my outer world changes to reflect that balance and that congruency and that activation and that awareness within myself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I so my goal is not about changing. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because my goal is not to get out there and change anybody else. Nobody needs changing. We're all here having our own experiences. I see us as playful, adventurous souls creating throughout the universe. And we chose to come to this version of reality. There are infinite versions of reality. We chose to come to this quote-unquote three-dimensional um, to have the experience, and to me, it feels like right now what we're what we're attempting to do within this three dimensional is wake up, so that we can still create three dimensional things if we want, like ice cream and hiking and smelling flowers and seeing trees. 
I want to be able to enjoy all that consciously. I don't want it to go away and notice, oh, God, that's just a matrix. It's just little specks of light blinking in and out of existence, although I can see that now. I want to be able to enjoy tasting ice cream and food and walking on the beach. I like that. I want to know that I can create consciously so that my life here is expanded and joyful and filled with love, not fear, not stuck, not bored, not unhappy. And that's where I go if I feel like I'm still in that old paradigm. So my mm-hmm. goal is to wake up so that everything around me reflects that. <laughs> and what are your feelings about um, Greg Braden's work? I know you interviewed him a number of times when you were doing the radio show. And Greg has the idea of directing the energy for change from the heart. And now he talks it from mm-hmm. his left brain dominant, he can't help himself but talk that way, kind of left brainy, uh, about the fact that the magnetic field from the heart is the greatest magnetic field coming from the body. And that really using the, channeling that energy through the heart for change because of that, he's speaking it from that way of using that, the power of the heart uh, to to target or direct a change. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? What's your What do thought? I think or how do I feel? No, <laughs> sorry, you went no, let's, brain Well, let's go with how you feel. No, no, I know. No, no, how do you feel? I know better. How do you feel? To me, it's, yeah. it's, to me, it's same message, different language. It's, in other words, come from your heart and soul. Come from whether you want to call it biological or physical or not it doesn't matter everybody's having a different experience a different way of seeing it it feels to me like we're all just different spokes coming together at the same core or radiating out from the same core our souls in unison are going okay the way we've been doing this is not right how about if we start shifting this and do this another way so everybody's got different way of expressing it everyone has a different group of people they'll reach and they'll they'll speak their language and so I'm like, yeah, Greg, go for it. You know, whatever is helping people wake up. I mean, people are coming out. It's, to me, anybody who's showing and teaching from love and positive, I align with. Anybody that's teaching fear, a revenge, fear, uh, I, I'm going a different way. Let's just put it that way. I, that, to me, is old consciousness. So, And I have yeah. a funny story. Um, yeah, I did have Greg on my show a couple times. I went to Ohio, I think it was like last year. Well, I just got back from there, but I went to Ohio last year to see my my dad, and I went to the airport to pick up my sister who was arriving from Germany. And I had just had Greg on the show, and I'm standing there waiting for my sister, and Greg walked by, and I went, Greg. And he turned around, and I went, you're Greg Braden, right? And he goes, well, that depends. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So, well, I, I, I did, it was another synchronicity to encounter Greg right after I'd had him on my show here. You know, I hadn't met him. We do it mm-hmm. remotely, of course. Yeah. But I love synchronicity. That's the other thing that starts <laughs> being so much fun when you start connect with not resistance and opening up and aligning with heart, with soul, whatever you want to use, whatever Greg uses, whatever, uh, you know, anyone else. There's Peter Russell. There's everybody's got their different Joe Dispenza. We're all saying similar things, just using a different language. Um, but the synchronicity and the fun and the ease, the ease that starts showing up when, when we let go of the old paradigm, that how hard we have to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. 
Yeah. So great use I, of this language. I, I, I yeah, I I had an experience. This is, I think, an example of exactly exactly what you're talking about. In the uh, long time ago, before the '80s, uh, no, in the '80s, let's say in the '80s, I took a uh, workshop <laughs> with Rosalind Bruyere, who's an amazing hands-on healer. She wrote the book Hands of Light, and she was studied at mm-hmm. Stanford, and they tried to figure out what she was doing and how she did it. Nobody ever could figure it out, and then I'm not sure where she went, but she's somewhere out there. And during the workshop, she was demonstrating hands-on healing. And she had actual results measured by people at Stanford with all the, you know, blinking lights and things and probes and scans and all that. Where she would cure people of something or remove a tumor or do something. But when you worked with Rosalind and you watched her work, it was just stunning how much energy, physical energy she would put into doing it, into creating the change. It wasn't about her results. It was how she did it. It was like she was sweating. She was like exhausted afterwards. She had to rest. Uh, It was just this Hmm. intense process. The result was amazing. But watching her do it was just, you had to like rest just watching her do it because there was so much energy (laughs) putting into it. Versus Mm -hmm. the experience of hanging out with some uh, monks who were Qigong masters who would gather around, usually they travel in threes, there's something to that, but they travel in threes, and they'll gather around somebody who has, let's say, a cancerous tumor, and they will envision, this is not how they would say it, they just see that cancer as being a choice, and here's another option, and they replace that option, being in what you're talking, the quantum field, they wouldn't talk about quantum field, but they do it just by meditating around that person and that person in the end result ends up being cured of that cancerous tumor and it disappears because they manifest it Mm -hmm. by peacefully and quietly and gently and lovingly. I'm not saying Rosalind isn't loving, but it's not gentle in her work. Whereas the monks are just Mm -hmm. quiet and peaceful and being with and taking that choice point and putting it into that person and they end up being cured. And it's really, I think, kind of what you're talking about. Those, those are two very different styles with the same result. And I really like mm-hmm. the sitting quietly and meditating on somebody versus the... I really admired Rosalind's work. I thought it was truly amazing work. But man, it was hard. <laughs> and <laughs> you, I, as you say, it doesn't need to be. Once we get our own, you know, I, I think really the, you know, the word that always lights up for me is about judgment. And I think when we use the word judgment, we always think about it being about on others. And I, am, I know my own internal head noise, I'll call it, on judgment of self is really, boy, it's a tricky thing. More bad words I can't use. It's such a, you know, it can just mess up the vortex of potential. Um. Yeah. There's a question in there for you. Can you talk about that, please? <laughs> uh, a question. Let me go see what the question was. No. <laughs> so, no. Um, it, you know, and here's the deal. Sometimes we, things are harder for two reasons. One, we want it to be that way because we love the experience of struggle or the payoff of struggle or whatever. So sometimes we're doing it as playful souls just to have the experience. But more often than not, we struggle and work hard against something because we have the belief that we have to or the belief that we have to work that hard or fight against something to make it change. That's the old belief. 
Um, if you don't, just I'm going to give an example. I'm going to borrow Deepak Chopra's um, example of the five different levels of manifesting. Um, and he uses, I think he uses the example, let's say you've got the desire for ice cream. And at level one consciousness, which is where most of us live, if you want ice cream, first you've got to go out, apply for a job, interview, hopefully get the job. Then you work really hard. You get the money. Then you get the paycheck. Then you get in your car. You drive to the ice cream store. You give them your hard-earned money. You get to the ice cream, and then you finally get to eat the ice cream. That's level one consciousness of manifesting. And it's a lot of work, a lot of activity, a lot of hard work. Level two of consciousness You have the desire for ice cream, and one of your friends stops by and goes, hey, I was just in the neighborhood, and I just was at the store, and I bought some ice cream, and I you hey, you want to have some with me? We've all had that experience, too, synchronicity, level two um, manifesting abilities. Level three consciousness is you have the desire for ice cream. You go to the freezer, you open it up, and there's ice cream in there, and you go, wow, I don't remember buying that, but there's ice cream in your freezer. Level four you have the desire for ice cream. You open up your hand and it's there. Level five, you realize that at that level of consciousness, you realize you and the ice cream are one. And so it's like, nah, most of us don't want to have level five because we want to have the experience of eating ice cream. So for some people, it's fun. Sometimes you want to work and, and get in your car and drive and go pick out the ice cream. I like levels two and three the best, (laughs) and more and more I'm living levels two and three where it's more synchronicity or magic or things just, I love those things, but they're different ways of thinking. If people believe level one is reality, it's the only reality and it's the only way to manifest, you have to struggle, you have to work hard, you have to do that, then that's the experience you're going to have. You know, um, also the quote in the Bible where it says, Seek and you shall find, um, knock and the door shall be open, ask and it shall be given, not in that order, but watch this, seek and you shall find, that's a lot of work, you got to seek and seek and seek and look and look and look, you get it, but there's a lot of work involved, um, number, the second one, knock and the door shall be open, well, knocking's not quite as hard as seeking, um, but look, the door gets open, you'll find it, the last one, or the other one, ask and it shall be given, dang, that's a real, that one's not hard at all, <laughs> just ask. So I notice that the universe um, re- gives back at the level that you're playing at. So if you want to seek, go for it, and you'll probably, you know, you'll end up finding it. But it, it reflects back the level that we're choosing to live at. But people have to understand it, number one. Number two, they got to believe in it. We, we, not they, we all have to believe that that's possible, which is why I also like studying quantum physics, because it's like, dang, not only are the spiritual teachers what they've taught us, um, quantum physics is now validating it's actually real. So now I got two things telling me it's real. It's like, all right, so I'm not living that way all the time. I don't know, just have it. We're learning, we're learning. But to me, that's what's going on out there right now is we're waking up and there's a struggle of the old going, no, 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 don't leave me. You have to do it this way. That's not real. You can't trust that. And the new way that's going, come on, you guys, you can put out fires with a thought. And then there's something to be said for the mass consciousness. Um, I believe that everything that happens in my life, I'm creating. Um, If, and this is the difference between a personal belief and a mass belief. If 
everybody on the planet, if everyone, everyone that exists believes the same thing you do, then it's a mass belief. Right now, gravity seems to be a mass belief, although we're (laughs) punching holes in that one too. That's a mass belief. Those are a little bit harder to change. Personal belief, if not everybody on the planet believes what you do, it's a personal belief that you're holding, and those you can change um, even more easily than mass beliefs. So um, that's my focus. Hmm. And how do we (laughs) – no, 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 That's I'm trying to roll that all around. How do we (laughs) – Like where do we go from here? (laughs) Well, where, it's a it's a combination of where do we go and how do we – what are the baby steps to practicing? Not that it needs to be baby steps. We can – if something if, – if we could just jump to level two or three or maybe four, although I'm kind of with you. I want that ice cream. <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to have it just appear in the freeze. I'm good right there. Uh-huh, I don't need, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. d- delivered by a deity. Just open the freeze and go, oh, my, look, there's ice cream. Cool. That would be great. So Mm -hmm. how do we practice? How do we begin to peek into the quantum field? Do we have to go into a cave and meditate for a year? I mean, I hope not. I'm never happy in the cave. You you guys don't have to. See, that's it exactly right. I'm the one in the cave going, (laughs) what am I doing in here? Getting crankier and crankier. Well, you know what? Yeah, so how do we? What do we do? The way to the way to do it is so simple and all these teachers are teaching it, but we, we resist it because we don't quite believe it could be that simple. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite quotes by Richard Bach in um, Jonathan Livingston Siegel is to travel as fast as thought begin by knowing you've already arrived. It's basically um, using your, your visualization, your imagination your thoughts, your beliefs, your imagination, to just imagine being having what you what you, it is you want, what it is your heart's desiring. Sitting still, and you don't even have to sit still. I've done it, you know, walking to an airport, you know, <laughs> walking to through an airport, not to an airport. I don't walk to airports. Anyway, um, I imagine like I imagine being in Maui, and it's happened to me so many times. I just have the imagination. I smell the air, I smell the flowers, I feel the ocean, I feel all that. I just enjoy myself doing that, and oh my gosh, it shows up so quickly, it almost makes my head spin. I can't even believe how quickly those things show up for me. But the key is, most people think they got to work hard at it. I, what I read in the Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, which is a book that came out centuries ago, I mean, not really, but it's old, they said a, a true master only declares something once and then they know it's already done and then they get on with their lives knowing it's showing up. Most of us, we go, oh, God, it's still not here. I got to focus on it again. Oh, it's still not here. I got to focus on it again. So basically what you're feeding is that it's still not here yet. So using your imagination, being playful, experiencing it as if it's already here, like focusing on I already have love, I already have that great partner, not, guy, I really want it, when's it going to show up? I really want it, when's it going to show up? Now you're feeding the not being here thing. So the easiest way to do it is using your imagination and your feelings. Uh, Feelings, energy is energy and motion is emotions, your feelings, your emotions, that's and the intensity of the emotions is what brings it into uh, fruition even faster. Not the intensity, like working against it, fighting really hard to get it, 
but really letting yourself enjoy it full out as if it's already here. That's what they call the law of attraction. You match that frequency. Um, I use I use the analogy of going into parallel universes because according to quantum physics, there are infinite universes. And we go in and out of them all the time. We don't know that because we think there's just one universe and one reality. But every time you have a thought and imagination, every time you have an emotion, you shift into another frequency, another parallel universe, and then you're having that experience. So that's, that's one of the things that makes it easy for me when I use my imagination. I already know, for example, that me being in Maui already exists. Anytime you have a thought, anytime you have a desire, anytime you ask for something, it shows up instantly. Your thoughts manifest instantly. It's, you need to align with that frequency. You need to align with that show. I, I'm going to use the analogy, Richard, if you don't mind, of changing stations on a TV. All of us are so good at doing that, right? You don't like something on TV. You hit a button, it changes, it changes, it changes, it changes, right? And all that is is changing the frequency. We're watching a different show. If you're watching a show you don't like, you hit a button, it changes the frequency, and you get a different show. That's the same way that our energy works. You don't like what you're seeing? Change your frequency, and the way you change your frequency is your thoughts, your beliefs, your imagination, your emotions, all of those shift. You can have a different experience. So it's really easy. You play. You play. You play with it. You imagine it. You allow yourself to be in the midst of it, feeling it, enjoying it, loving it. That's the intense emotion that can bring things in more quickly. Hmm. <laughs> but do you think how the old one is? We think we have. Well, because oh, yeah. people go, it can't be that easy. It doesn't work that way. And I go, yeah, it really does. The spiritual teachers have told us that. My God, Jesus to me um, was one of the best manifestors, you know, the best way shower, one of the best way showers to me. Um, you know, and he was healing people, walking on water, fishes and loaves, bringing people back from the dead, overcoming death himself. If all those stories are true, it's like he was showing us. It's like, you guys, wake up. Hello. <laughs> I came here to, to get you out of your pit, out of your hell here. This is how you do it. A lot of spiritual teachers have said this. We just, we bought into the old belief that everything's hard. And I don't know about you. And you and I both have yellow in our aura. And yellows don't want to work that hard. We want it to be fun and easy. Okay. Laughter, fun, <laughs> play, easy. It's a yellow thing. But I think play and laughter and ease to me, is a manifestation of love, of real divine love. And so manifesting from that level, to me, is much more appealing. And honestly, Richard, I feel like that's where we're going. I feel like our souls are going, it's not supposed to be this hard. I bet you 90% of the people that are listening to your show right now are going, I'm so tired of it being this hard. I don't want to work this hard. I don't want to struggle this much to have love or money or help. I don't want to struggle this hard. None of us feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. We feel like it's supposed to be easy, but we've been trained to think, no, life doesn't work that way. You have to work really hard. That's old beliefs. Yeah. I kind of, for some reason, it keeps rolling through my mind. Uh, when I was a chef, or not so much when I was a chef, for the 20 years that I was cooking, I was cooking. And you learn a lot of stuff. You have a lot of context for what your skills are. And yet, years later, now 
when I go to people's homes and we have a ga- you know a gathering or something, and I'm in the kitchen making food, what people don't know is I'm making it all up. I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. My context is I'm not. I don't have a recipe in mind. People think it's like, oh, it's a plan and a thing, and it's on my pat tablet, and I'm no, I'm making it all up. <laughs> I just have you know, show me a pile of things, and I'll make something up out of that. But it mm-hmm. happens in the process of doing it. I just have the intention of having a wonderful f- finished product. But there's no organization to it. Well, I mean, there is some organization in how, you know, you cook certain things first and you have an order. But that's because you want certain finished textures in the product or the presentation of the food. So I'm making it all up. So I, if I, I can transfer that to my own life of I'm still a bag of context walking around just like I was a chef. I have all that experience as a chef. I have all this experience in life. And now I'd like to take all of those possibilities, those loving moments and that intention, and point at that thing and find ice cream in the fridge. <laughs> that would be really yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you brought up something really important, Richard, another step of learning how to manifest, how to be in the quantum field, how to be, you know, just a lot. Well, we're in it anyway. There's no place to go to be in the quantum field. It's all around you. It's within you. It makes up everything you are, everything in the world, everything beyond the world is the quantum field. Um, Maya, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you're already in it. Notice your stories. Be aware of the story that you're telling yourself and that you're telling others and notice if it's a story you want in your life or if you're attached to a struggle, suffering, poor me, life's awful, look at what I'm having to go through. Notice your stories. If you want to really learn how to manifest easily, you shift your story. It's so cute. I can hear people out there going, no, but you don't understand. My story is really, look at <laughs> this awful thing that's going on in my life. So we, I do it too. We get very attached to our stories um, because it gives us emotion and we get attention from it. And on some level we think we get loved or at least people feeling sorry for us or at least people not expecting much of us because Look at this story. Look at this episode that I've suffered through. Now, I'm not saying people don't have emotions and feelings and loss and they've suffered. That's, that's part of why we're here on the planet, to have all those experiences, to feel them, but not to get stuck in them. So lightening up, telling a different story. Telling a different story is key, is key to manifesting your heart's desire telling a different story because that's your imagination. Are you using your imagination for you or against you? And if you've got a story going on that you're really stuck in, then go for it. Get into it. Like really get the juice out of it. Really suffer. Really get in there until you're over it. Because I know us as beings, we can only tell a story so long and then we get bored with it. And then, you know, if you have permission to tell that story over and over and over again, after a while you're going to want to change it. (laughs) So get into it until it's time to shift it to something else. But certain well, people, it they seems tell like the stories, it becomes part of their identity. It, it's part of yes. their identity. No, this is who I am. This has been my life, my whole life. Well, you started out this show by talking about the now, and a lot of teachers talk about this present moment, this now is where you create. You don't create from your past. You don't create from your future. You create right now in this moment, fresh brand new every breath you can create again you do not have to drag your past into your present or your future unless you want to or you think you don't have a choice or you're attached to it 
but you can drop all of it right now and just start from this present moment. doesn't matter who hurt you in the past or how much you struggled for financial stability in the past. Right now, brand new moment every single moment. I think that's one of the reasons why they said you must be born again, you know, uh, to enter the king of, kingdom of God or heaven or whatever. Be born again. In other words, start new right now, this present moment. Start new. Create from this present now. And then just notice if you get attached to your old and start bringing it back into this present moment, then you're going to get more of the same. Well, and I think it's also taking the present moment and adding the real clarification that, you know, for the people who think they need to go and be in a cave in a mountain somewhere far away and drink yak tea, um, which is okay. I've had yak tea. It's all right. Um, But it's not my choice. uh, That... We are in the matrix now. I mean, we don't, you know, we're in the quantum field now. Wherever we all are at this moment, we are in it. We don't have to go anywhere to find it. We're not going to lift a rock and go, look, there it is now. I found it. We're in it. This is it. (laughs) We just all have this agreement (laughs) that at this moment in time, Pam and I are having this conversation, and all of you people are listening or choosing to participate in this conversation. We're all in the quantum field right now. You don't have to go anyplace. Mm -hmm. You're right there. It's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Yeah. And whatever experience you're having right now, whatever choices you're making, it's okay. You're an adventurous soul traveling throughout the universe just with your consciousness. And whatever you're choosing to create right now, it's okay. You're not bad or good. You're not wrong or right. You're just creating. Now, if you don't like what you're creating and you still believe that you're a victim of the circumstances out there, that's what you know, hold on to that for as long as you want to. Again, Richard Bach, argue for your limitations and they're yours. But certainly don't make yourself wrong or bad because then you'll project that out onto other people and the world and make it wrong and bad. And others will become the enemy or, you know, them against us. Like more and more owning responsibility for our own creations. There's actually freedom in that. There's freedom in that. There's not burden and guilt and shame. It's just the opposite. So whatever experience you're having, it's okay. You're playing. It's all We're all playing. Those people that have had near-death experiences, they go to the other side and they see what we're doing here and they go, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Everything's okay. There's nothing wrong, you guys. Everything's okay. We just got stuck in the mud or we get stuck in the movie. We're stuck in a movie. So come back, shift the movie a little bit, write it differently, and believe that's possible. And I, for one, am telling you from personal experience, that what the spiritual teachers and what quantum physics are both telling us, that we create our own reality, I've experienced it. It's real. I have expanded consciousness. I can bend spoons. I do psychic readings. I do remote viewing. I've done healings. I've changed the weather. I've manifested trips. I've manifested money. I've manifested this home I just bought. It's it's kind of fun, you guys, and that's not That's not a bragging. That's a demonstrating this stuff is real. And, again, argue for your limitation and they're yours. I'm not going to take it away from you. You're you're doing it for a reason, and I trust your soul knows what it's doing. And there's really a fun way to do life, and it's getting more and more fun despite the fact that it looks more and more chaotic and destructive and yuck out there. Richard, I'm with you. You and I both talk about how I have great faith in what's going on right now. 
I'm optimistic. I'm always an optimistic. Is it easy sometimes when all the smoke's over my house and there's a fire like right across from me and I'm going, yeah, okay, this is exciting. Um, But I don't like some of those experiences, but I've learned how to go, oh, that's interesting. Wow, I wonder what we're going to do with that. If you notice some of those experiences bring up a lot of compassion from people, they run together to help each other. So they do serve a purpose. They do serve a purpose. And so I'm optimistic about who we are. I'm optimistic that we're waking up. I'm optimistic about our future. I don't see the earth being destroyed. I see it being renewed. I see it being a reflection of our thoughts and who we are. And my intention, my goal, not my job, (laughs) my desire is to be more and more of a conscious creator and create a beautiful world here. And I would add to that earlier you mentioned, I I see us getting close to the end, but I want to toss this in. You talked about um, love, and I think it's really good for us to start with ourselves and work out. And I'd start by loving ourselves, because I think if we love ourselves first, then we can make clearer decisions. Am I just fooling myself, or does that feel right to you? No, no, no. I mean, all the teachers have said it's about love. I'm going to add to it. I think it's it's a huge definition of love. I don't think it's just when you love somebody, you want to be with them or you're nice to them or you're kind to them or you sacrifice for them. My definition of love is huge. It's divine. It's everything that's going on right now is a reflection of love. Everything. Um, even joy, even sadness, even they're all expressions of love. They're, it's who we are. So anything we're experiencing right now, we are love. The universe is love. God, divine, whatever presence you want to call it, is love. So everything is emerging from love. We just get ourselves stuck in believing that it's not. So when we align with that type of energy, joy, inner peace, um, quiet, it doesn't matter. I don't feel like you have to get out there and sacrifice all your money to give it to someone else to show that you love them. That's not necessarily a version of love. You might be actually saying to them you don't believe in them then. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that's a version of love. But basically, anything you're doing right now, believe it or not, is because you are love. You have a desire to experience love. You have a desire to give love. And maybe you're being hard on yourself and forgetting that you're love. Once you get that, your whole life opens up and shifts because then you're not hard on yourself and then you're not hard on anybody else or limiting, or restrictive, or punishing. There's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other discussion. I like that place. That's a whole other show. (laughs) That's show two, to be. That's level two. Yeah, Yeah, that's That's ice cream in the fridge. That's a good thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, Well, how do we? Uh, we're at that point where I have to ask you about how do people find you? How do they book sessions with you? When can we look forward to hearing your dulcet tones on radio again? Or what your next step is? <laughs> if you know, you're I'm on radio right speak. now. I'm, that's <laughs> right. I'm on. Ra- I'm on the radio right now. What are you talking about? Yep. Um, they can go to my website, auracolors, dot com. A U R A colors. C-O-L-O-R-S dot com. My contact info's in there, my readings. There's a free quiz for Aura Colors. There's all kinds of, I've got a Quantum Leap um, course. I've got a Infinite U e-course. I've got Aura Color courses. I've got all kinds of things. 
on the radio show, uh, on there, including all my all my radio shows, are archived on my website. Wonderful. There's a lot of great conversations on that radio show. I listen to it every week, and there was a lot of really fun, interesting, you know, everything from Greg Braden to Bruce Lipton and everybody else around. I mean, it was it's a great resource of information. Um, yeah. Well, I'll stop now because I've fallen into the quantum hole, uh, so I have to stop. <laughs> It's like a box of marbles. My head becomes like a box of marbles. Yes, exactly. Uh, That was really Uh, fun, Pam. Now we're going to have a different (laughs) thing. Now we're going to experience, now we're going to create some new adventures, and now we're going to do something else. (laughs) I'll walk to the fridge and find ice cream. (laughs) Yes, I actually have some in there. (laughs) That's really nice. I would look forward to opening the freeze and finding ice cream. Just being there, that's that's a great thing to practice. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Thank pay you pay so attention much, to Pam. synchronicities, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for having me on your show. You're always fun, and you let me talk, which is also fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, everybody. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you next Sunday. And oh well, I will put a footnote in here because I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. If you want to send this show to other people, you can either go to iTunes or Stitcher or Podcast or Pocket Cast or Dogatcher or pick your listening device choice and you can search for Sherry Edwards because it's still searching into that name and you'll find about 700 hours of shows and you'll be able to on Stitcher it's a really easy one to share on it's a free app and you can find a show and then share it with your friends because this is one of those conversations that I think it, well I know it benefits all of us by being aware of this quantum field and that's why I really wanted to talk to Pam about this so with that Everybody have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.